I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Call the Office, Elgin Middle Essex Detention Center, and Hinge. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. Oh yeah, um, everything's uh, still going. Oh wait, I gotta say the date. Um, we're doing this on the 17th of June. Come out tomorrow. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we gotta timestamp these things these days because it's all about, you know, making history and stuff. Um, eh, you know, I guess everything's still go- ticking along here, uh, in a world where, uh, things are starting to open up in the U.S. and, uh, you know, people are kind of bummed, or some people are stoked. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you got politicians lying about, uh, you know, how many people are still getting infected, uh, where I think Mike Pence just said something about, uh, in one of these states, uh, the, the, the cases are going down and that was a complete lie. So, you know, like, uh, you know, things are normal as, as far as that stuff goes. Uh, I hope that everybody is able to, like, figure out a way to stay safe uh, doing, during that. Um, I know that, you know, there's even been uh, some stuff going on, like, reporting this stuff about, like, how the protests actually have led to more, uh, you know, cases spiking, which makes sense. I mean, obviously, that's going to happen. Um, and I hope everybody understands that it's also fucking <laughs> worth it. Because, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And it's a bummer that, you know, it had to happen this way. But, you know, how else was it going to happen? It didn't happen a peaceful way. It didn't happen, uh, you know, when you, you get so many people cooped up with this disease. And then suddenly you fucking, you know, spark, spark a little like uh, powder keg or whatever. Everything explodes. It's just kind of the way things go. Um, but... You know, I guess I hear a lot of talk, too, about people, like, talking about things returning to normal. And, uh, you know, I, I know people want to do that when it comes to, like, the, the, the COVID situation. I don't know if it's really going to return to normal. I've heard about uh, some people doing, you know, these drive-in movie theater shows. And I'm not sure exactly how that works uh, if you have to be in, like, a car while you watch the show. Like, I'm talking about, uh, you know, like, live music shows. Um, obviously I'm, I'm a huge fan of drive-in theaters. I think they're fucking super cool. Uh, you sit in your car and you fucking watch a theater out or you watch a movie outside and, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty nice. I mean, you don't get the same kind of like, uh, experiences if you go to like a theater that's indoors because they got like super nice sound systems and stuff. You could like feel it when Captain America is punching a red skull in the face and you like feel it, you know? And that's cool, but the whole experience of doing a, a drive-in movie theater is pretty nice, too. It's like, uh, I don't know, maybe uh, you go there and you bring some beers with you, you chill out in your you, you car that you found on the street, and, uh, you know, you have a good time, whatever. Well, anyway, I guess they're doing that now with uh, people trying to play shows, because you can, it's such a big area, you can get enough people together that it's worth it, and, uh, yeah, it they can stay separated but i don't know if they got to be in their cars or what this is like a new thing for me i should probably research it before i start talking about it on a podcast but you know whatever um what i will say though as far as like going back to normal for one thing uh as far as black lives matter protests and everything with the police goes i don't think we want to go back to normal i think uh, that needs to change completely and uh this shit that uh you know i, I think trump did a press conference which you know how often does that happen Usually he just fucking tweets some bullshit, but he actually signed some executive order about like, uh, they're going to give more money to cops, I think, for like 
better training and stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not what people are asking for. But this is, uh, I think that's just going to be, it's, 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 what, it's exactly kind of like what I think I talked about uh, with somebody uh, somewhere where they're basically doing it and it's going to be like a, a watered down, completely not, oh, nothing's going to change if, if, you, if you leave it up to that kind of bullshit. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. People are still angry and I appreciate that. Uh, I stay, you know, I say stay, stay safe, stay dangerous. Uh, because, you know, the only reason people are paying attention is because they realize that people are dangerous right now. Because they're actually coming together on an issue. But anyway, uh, yeah. As far as, like, going back to normal uh, with the disease stuff, uh, I've seen a, a lot of, you know, I follow a lot of these green movement things because I think they're pretty cool. Because, you know, who doesn't want to go green? <laughs> All right. Um and they, they keep talking about, like, don't go back to normal. Go back to, like, a new, better normal. Like, go back, you know, we've seen the environment change and everything with people, like, not being outside and dri driving around in their cars so much. And that's pretty rapid, like, how, how quickly uh, the, the changes were noticeable. So, like, yeah, maybe take that into consideration when you decide to go, you know, quote, unquote, back to normal and, like... Look for uh, greener ways to do stuff. And, you know, there's just a million different things to talk about as far as that goes. So I'll let you do the research, buy a Google on it, and, uh, you know, uh, renewable energy is a nice thing. Uh, you know, fucking oil's not so good these days. I mean, that's the thing. People are like, oh, well, you fucking, you like your vinyl records? They're made out of oil. I'm like, yeah, I know, because you can't make them out of anything else because when people try... The fucking oil industry crushes any kind of like new advances in technology to do that stuff or it's super expensive. I mean, I get that, but you got to fucking create the infrastructure to make this shit happen in the first place. I don't know. I don't want to start rambling here, guys. Um, I will get to the show. Got to give a shout out to the producers of the podcast. Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. This week we got Cam of Bare Minimum presented by Melanie KPR. And uh, yeah, had a good chat with Cam. Um, check out their tunes, another Toronto band. Uh, love all these Canada bands, you know. It's like uh, we love going to Toronto. Uh, well, we love going to Canada in general. But uh, yeah, Toronto is such a cool city. And we talk a little bit that about that in the a, in a, in a chat here. So uh, anyway, without further ado, I want to show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... Intruder Green. An inmate at the Herald Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Ladies and gentlemen, Cam Gray on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. What's key, Gene? I uh, finally got this shit working, and uh, thanks for bearing with me there. Problem. Yeah, th thank you. Thanks for fixing all that. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on, because I was just doing some stuff, uh, you know, 
the uh yesterday or over the weekend or something and i kind of fucked it up oh you know what it was i was doing like a live stream thing on youtube and i was like this is gonna be great yeah. i'm gonna hook up my record player to the fucking mixer and everybody's gonna hear my tunes and it didn't work out very well um i mean people said they could hear yeah. it and i believed them but it didn't work exactly like i wanted it to and uh yeah I don't know. I think that fucked up my whole situation. So uh, thanks for being with me. And I'm glad we're finally here doing this thing. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bare Minimum is the band, correct? That's correct. Excellent. And you guys are based out of Toronto, I hear. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, what's that like uh, with the Toronto scene? I've, I've been getting a lot of bands on here from Toronto. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, I miss going yeah. to Toronto. Uh, back when you know people could go places uh so yeah i don't know it's a pretty cool scene there right yeah it's great scene there's so many cool bands popping up all the time um there's a lot of venues you know available a, a bunch of them are getting closed down though and i'm kind of worried oh, really but after the quarantine yeah a bunch of them being kind of like permanently shut down um yeah that's a, a lot of cool house parties too yeah, yeah. Well, there's house parties happening now? Not now. Okay. But just uh, <laughs> historically. As much as I like breaking the law, you know, I feel like it's 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 good to break the law when it's like uh for something important, like getting money or something, but like breaking the law to have a house party. Well, I guess you're usually breaking the law to have a house party because those are like illegal. You get a bunch of people in there and then the police are like, You're making too much noise and this is against the fire code and all this shit. And you're like, fuck you, pig. And we're we're having a good time, and you try to stop our party, mm -hmm. so that sucks. But like right now, with the with the fucking quarantining and everything, I think it's a better idea. You know, that's like a good law to have to keep people, uh, you know, not fucking spreading this shit. You know, and it's funny too because you get all these people, uh, you know, whining like little babies about not being able to get out, and I get it. It's like. Uh, you know, it sucks and you got to worry about like what's going to happen to the economy and everything. But it's, it's kind of reminds me of like when little kids are like sick and then they start feeling better and they're like, I want to go out and play. And then mom and dad are like, no, you can't fucking go out and play. You're still sick. I know you feel better, but just get back into bed because otherwise you're just going to get worse and uh, you might infect the other kids. And so uh, get back the fuck to bed, you dumb kid. And, uh, you know, that's what that's what these people uh, protesting and stuff kind of remind me of, uh, you know, whiny little babies, yeah. basically. Are you on yeah, are you, yeah. what side of the fence are you on? Are you going to take a hard stand on this big political uh, uh, situation? Yeah, like just to go outside or don't go outside. Uh, yeah. Situation. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, mainly that. No, I, I kind of hope we can all come together on this one and just get through this. <laughs> I don't think if people can come together on anything anymore, it seems like, uh, you know, it, it, the, maybe the powers that be want it that way. Where there's always going to be like people on either side and they're going to hate each other forever for everything. But, you know, it could be different, I guess. It, it, it would be nice. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. People talk about like the Spanish flu or something. Who the fuck knows when the hell that happened? I mean, I bet the internet yeah. knows, but I don't know how to use the internet. So you could research that and figure out how long ago it was. But I'd be like, that was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I feel like people probably came together during that time and were like, hey, 
uh, you know, everything's at stake here. We should uh, chill the fuck out and uh, try to figure out some solutions to these problems instead of just whining like babies. But I don't know if that can happen anymore. I hope it can. But, you know, whatever. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how long has the band been do- doing stuff? I know I saw uh, you got a single out. And then you, the last album before that was like uh, 2018. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So like we put, so in 2017, we put a full length album out. 2018, we put like a, maybe an album, maybe an EP. It's like seven songs out. Oh, yeah. A thing that is seven songs long. And then uh, we did a Spice Girls cover in 2019. And now Wait. I, we have a single out. I missed yeah. the Spice Girls Sorry. cover. I was going through all your stuff and I missed that somehow. Is it on Spotify? Oh, jeez. Is it on the album? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not on an album. It's just a one-off, one-off thing we did. Um, oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense then. I don't know how I missed it though, because if I see a Spice Girls cover, I'm all over that shit. Usually, I'm gonna have to check totally. it out after this. Yeah. Which what 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 Spice Girls yeah. song did you do? Uh, we did Spice Up Your Life. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. We were like. So we like like I was saying, we kind of put an album out, put an EP out. We're just exhausted, and we thought like a cover would be a good obtainable goal for the year. And so we we played a bunch of we we like demoed like twelve songs. We did like a Metallica song, a Billy Idol song, some old Canadian punk songs. But the Spice Girls one was uh, the one that kind of like sounded the most different. You know, the original has no guitars in it. Of course, it's got like five female vocalists and like. The lyrics, I, I didn't really know the words for any Spice Girls song before approaching this one, but it's basically about how they're taking over the world, yeah. I think. And it's I like, know. has all these different languages in there, and it's kind of like, yeah, it's about them. It's actually a really, even though it's like sugar-coated and like really, really poppy, it's, it's, it's a really aggressive kind of like take over the world song. So we wanted to kind of like present it a bit more aggressively. Yeah, I believe they were taking over the world when that song came out, too, because they were fucking everywhere. I even saw that movie yeah. they were in in the fucking theater, and it was fucking not that great, yeah. but it was still pretty cool. And, uh, you know, yeah. was I don't know if that song was on that album with the movie, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I love fucking the Spice Girl. Fucking Absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was on that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, well, that makes sense then. They took over Spice the world. world. They've yeah. sold more merch, I think, than any other band in the world. I believe it to be true. I will buy their merch now. Yeah. So what What exactly? So you were just going through random songs. Like, what did you say? You got Spice, Spice Girls, Billy Idol. What was the other one that you demoed? Like Metallica. Oh, yeah. Metallica, Iron Maiden. Uh, oh, we shit. did a Biff Naked song. She's like a Canadian. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. That, she's probably yeah. bigger uh, up there than in the States. Because I feel like... Yeah. You know, she got big for like a minute in the States and then uh, it just kind of went away. And then like the band did, wasn't the band for Biff Naked in like the Josie and the Pussycats movie? I don't know if you know anything about um, that. I, I yeah, geeked yeah, out yeah. about no, that I do, one too. I do know that. She, she is, she is um, like, she basically sings the backing vocals for that whole soundtrack. Oh yeah. So like, okay. that's how they get these actresses to sound like a real band. They, right, they right. get people like Biff Naked to show up. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That's right, yeah. And it was a tight-ass movie, too. Um, Yeah. But that's the weird thing. It's like how uh, artists can get real big in Canada, but not the States. 
And it's not like there's, it's because they're singing in French or something. Um, I don't, <clears throat> it's just so weird that like some, you know, people speaking the same language so close by, uh, especially with the internet and everything, can still like, I don't know, the, the success doesn't always translate like super good. Um, yeah. I think uh, like you guys got Danko Jones. You ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know his stuff. Yeah, he seems like he's a lot bigger in Canada, too. And I'm like, how the fuck are these Americans not digging, digging this fucking goofy-ass shit? I love it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Because growing up, it, it, there's a lot of complicated explanations for why, why some bands do well here and not in the States. Um, yeah. uh, basically, we have a lot of government funding. And we have a lot of laws about playing Canadian content on the radio. Oh, yeah. And so you kind of get this like inflation here where you, you get big. And then when you get thrown to a market, where uh, there's there's not that support, you sometimes uh, some of the artists kind of fail, and then some of them become Justin Bieber. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, it's it's a weird thing. And like growing up, kind of resented it here. Like I was kind of like annoyed, and I just wanted more like American punk on the radio. Yeah. But now I kind of have this weird like, especially because like internationally, like being a fan of Biff Naked or Danko Jones is, is a bit weird. Like people. They're kind of like an obscure band to an American. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like a unique part of growing up in Canada. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's like when I was growing up, I, I didn't even realize there were like punk rock bands outside of America or outside of the U.S., you know? And then suddenly mm-hmm. I heard like, I don't even know what the first like international band or whatever I heard was, but suddenly I was like, wait, they got punk rock there in that other country? What the fuck? I oh, didn't, yeah. And then that was like mind opening because then I was like, wait a minute. Bands can like go to other countries and play shows and people come to see them. I got to get in on this shit. And then I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. I'm going to be a world traveler someday. Just not right now. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're just finding cool bands. Like I'm a big fan of like uh, Malaysian Oi and like some of the French hardcore bands. Malaysian um, Oi. That has to exist. Holy shit. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's, they're they're like the best country at it right now, and no one knows about it pretty much. But yeah, yeah. I would not expect it. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So you grew up in? Uh, did you grow up in Toronto? You've been there the whole time. I uh, no, I grew up um, in Kingston, which is like a three hour drive from Toronto. And yeah, then, I've uh, heard people talk here about for Kingston work. before. All right. Uh, so, but you were into yeah, punk rock yeah. at that point, like getting into punk rock while you were in Kingston. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my first, like my first CD or tape was green day. Yeah. Um, so like I was coming into music probably like during that na- early nineties kind of alternative rock explosion. And oh, that kind yeah. of is where I got exposed to it. That's a good, that's a good time because you had that early nineties alt rock thing going on. And then it was like, right, right, right at the tip, tippy top of the mid nineties. It was like, boom, punk rock. What? What is this? And it was like everywhere, right? Like I think I think it was yeah. nineteen ninety four or something when like, you know, Dookie came out from Green Day and fucking like Offspring did Smash and Rancid did the Outcome the Wolves album and probably a shit ton of mm-hmm. other fucking albums came out that year too. And then they just kept cranking them out for the rest of the nineties. It seemed like, and uh, yeah, that was like yeah. a fucking. I don't know if it was a golden age or like what kind of color of an age it was, but uh, it was a good fucking time to be in a punk rock. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 
Um, yeah, in Kingston, Kingston, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's the um, it's like the historical capital of Canada. So like during the, it's the first capital. So the first prime minister lived there, and it got moved during the uh, the war with America. They had to move it, it got- up to Ottawa to get it, so it wouldn't get captured. Oh, like they what they moved like the building. They put it on a semi and just drive it over there. <laughs> no, that's not no, like a good they idea. Just change the city. <laughs> oh, well, that's actually that's smart. That's that's a much better way to do that than what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Especially if Turn you had to move war, the whole like, city, that'd be a lot of semis. The White House. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think uh, yeah, <laughs> burn his shit down. That's right. So wait, yeah, there was a war and they moved it. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So you were, uh, okay, and now it's in the other place. But Kingston's tight, and then you moved to Toronto for, for work? Oh. Yeah. You, you got a job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know how, well, I don't know how yeah. that is, but uh, I believe that uh, people need to work a lot so they can get, make money and uh, carry it around in their pockets and keep those pockets nice and loose or, uh, you know, so that I can make money. And that's uh, very good yeah. of you for for doing it. Um, so what what you playing in bands uh, long before uh, this this one, or w- did you start uh, bare minimum? You know, in in the beginning of your punk rock career. Yeah, I mean, I played in a bunch of bands before, but they they weren't really they didn't really go anywhere. We didn't really release much. Um, I I started. Uh, the other guy in the band, the only original member, Mick. Um, yeah, we were just playing guitar, kind of jamming together, and uh, we were doing an open mic one day, and we just the wait time was too long, and then that we just walked out of the open mic, decided yeah. not to play it, and that's when we just started a real band with with drums and electricity. Yeah, that's the way to go. I mean, you could do that at open mic too. Just be like, "All right, we're taking this over." And then they try to get you off the stage. We're like, no, it's too loud. We can't hear you. All right. We're punk rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's yeah. cool. Um, so you started, you're an OG member. That's what we call uh, people who started band. And uh, uh-huh. well, about what year was that when you guys started? Um, you know, I kind of forget, but I yeah. know um, the first EP came out in 2011. So it must have been around Oh, there. shit. Yeah. But I think that's around the time we started our, our first uh, album. So uh, we're basically the mm-hmm. same band. All right. Um, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And uh, are you guys, uh, I mean, nobody's touring right now, obviously. Did you guys have some plans to cancel as far as that goes or anything? Yeah, we had some a few, no, no major tours, but a, a bunch of shows lined up. Yeah. And they just got destroyed by COVID. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. we've been basically just recording and writing in the meantime. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, we should probably do that too, but I don't think we are. At least I'm not. I'm just uh, hanging yeah. out making stupid videos and uh, recording uh, my conversations with people and uh, putting them on the internet, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah. That's you know, important too, though, you know? Like, I, it's important to do that, you know? Talk it, to people. Uh, it is. Put videos out. It is, but it's also important when you call yourself like a musician or a person with a band to actually make music. So I hope that like, uh, <laughs> we start doing that again soon. It's especially like playing live. Like, fuck it. If we never wrote another song, new song, 
I'd be like, that's okay. As long as we can fucking play the old songs live to people. And, you know, I guess the way to do it nowadays is like streaming it on the internet with like the live streams and stuff. Uh, we should probably get into more of that because right now I'm just doing stuff like fucking uh, hanging out, making cocktails for Green's Cocktail Hour and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. it would be cool. Have you guys gotten into any of that live streaming stuff or is that like hard to figure out? It's hard for me to figure out. Because I'm like, all right, we get the yeah. Zoom thing going, but then it's like switching between channels. And I don't know. I don't know if any bands actually like play that way or not. You do some of that stuff? <clears throat> yeah. We don't really do that so much. We're, we're, you know, a lot of our songs are really don't translate well to the acoustic environment. And since we can't meet up for a full on jam, it's yeah. kind of dead in the water. We've been doing. Like we've been doing kind of similar to you, some like Instagram stuff and some like talking to other bands and just, yeah. you know, yeah, but not, not really much of the live stream. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And I, well, that's the thing about like the acoustic thing. Like I got, you know, I got my fucking views on like punk rock acoustic stuff. I'm not super stoked on it all the time. It's got to be done like a certain way for me to actually like it. But, uh, yeah. I, I just wonder, because there are, like, full bands. Maybe I haven't seen that. Maybe I'm fucking full of shit. I mean, I'm definitely full of shit. But, like, uh, uh, maybe I have... I, I wonder if I've actually seen, like, full bands playing remotely where you got, like, you know, the drummer is in one, like, random remote building with a camera, and he's playing the drums, and then the guitar player and the singers, and they're all, like, linked up on like zoom or something i don't know i don't know if that's a thing it seems like it could be cool but i don't know if it's actually happening guitar players i bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp you know you go on some auction site or something and it's all crap (laughs) yeah well that's because you know you gotta look in the right place and the right place is yeah man's vintage and used guitars they got exactly what you're looking for now i know what you're thinking Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can uh, get on the internet, and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and uh, you can order stuff on there. So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for, and you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there, and there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century, and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeah Man's Guitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Thanks for listening to the Intruder Green Podcast. By now, you probably heard about our sponsor, Stupid Rad Merch Company. And if you haven't, then listen up, because I got to tell you, Stupid Rad Merch Company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com. And if you're in a band and need some work done, they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time. But don't just take it from me. 
Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels does. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can, you can trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all stupid red branded apparel that's p-r-i-s-o-n i think i don't really know how to spell but those are the letters they told me to say stupidradmerch.com but anyway i yeah. get, get what you're saying about like your music not translating to acoustic because like most punk rock to me doesn't it's like i don't know the the you know it's a lot of punk rock is supposed to be like loud and somewhat aggressive and uh you know when you switch to acoustic you lose a lot of that and acoustic music is supposed to be kind of like the exact opposite too so when when you do the punk rock and it's acoustic it's like huh i wish this was yeah. either like just a dude playing like good acoustic songs a dude lady whatever um or uh you know, just a full like electric band, or like if you can't have one of those, then just need it. You know? Mm, yeah, yeah. I I kind of agree, and like I think a big part of um, the punk community is just getting out into an environment with a bunch of people who like the same thing as you. Yeah. And a lot of that's kind of lost with the live streaming. It's more about just being in a room with people. For me. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. And that, that's obviously the shittiest part of all this is you can't, we can't do that. Um, yeah. I feel like there should be, oh, oh man, you couldn't do that. If, if there was a way to like, uh, I don't know, maybe you get like a big projection screen and like <laughs> you, you get like a little window for everybody who like goes into the, the video chat room or something. And so, like, yeah. you see everybody's faces while you're rocking out to them, and that's, like, your audience. That'd be pretty cool. I could see that being a thing. I don't know. There's all sorts mm -hmm. of different apps for it and stuff now that I hear about. Like, one was called, like, a house party app, and it's, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's basically, like, Zoom, except uh, you're supposed to, like, do keg stands while you're fucking on it or something. I don't know exactly how it works, but that seems logical yeah. to me. Yeah. That could be good. Could be good. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, nowadays, in uh, with the band, you, you you didn't cancel any tours or anything, but and you guys are still writing songs. Uh, do you got an album in the works or anything like that? Uh, we don't, I don't know. We're kind of like leaning towards uh, not doing albums and just going the singles route. Um, just kind of like in the oh, age yeah. of Spotify, it sort of seems to make sense now. Um, oh, it absolutely you know, makes I, sense. I, Sorry, we'll what? probably put them all these singles on a CD eventually, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not so sure about the idea of an album anymore. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a, I'm a little, uh, what do you call it? Like conum conundrumified by that. Um, mm -hmm. that's not the right word. I wish I could think of the right word, but I can never think a word. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree that it's like time for fucking singles and stuff. Or maybe, you know, if you if you if you're trying to if you're spending some money on a recording, maybe you want to crank out a few songs and not just one. Cause, you know, like you yeah. gotta spend the money to fucking set up in a room and everything. Um, 
but yeah, like it makes a lot of sense to release songs like one or two at a time and uh fucking hey that's the way they used to do it you know uh back in the day yeah you had like uh back in like back in the days when rock and roll was first invented you just that guy's like doing a single and it was on a record so you had to have something on the other side so you do two songs and you got the a side mm-hmm. and the b side and then you put that shit out there and then when you play live you got all these other songs nobody ever heard before and uh you know I got I don't know. Uh yeah, I, I, I like the idea of like just doing a bunch of shit and then eventually putting out a compilation of it. But then the other part of me is all also like I do love like a good album that kind of like takes you on a journey, you know? Where you like start out listening to the first song and then the next song happens and you feel emotions b- based on a like how you felt when the first song ended and the next song began. And then you like go on this journey through fucking the whole album. And I feel like there's a lot of really good albums that are like that. But at the same time, maybe it's not the time for that. Maybe it's the time for singles and uh, B-sides. And when you come up with like maybe like a concept album, that's when it's time to do just a fucking album. I think this is a good era to be in. And uh, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Sometimes albums are a good, a good journey. Other times you can just put a song out on its own. Yeah. yeah. And you could like, yeah, have fun making that compilation too. It's like making a fucking mixtape, right? Like you could fucking uh, yeah. just fuck around with it, pretending like you're trying to impress some girl uh, back when, you know, your, your, gro- your gonads were growing. And you had all those hormones. You're just like, I got to fucking make all these girls like me by making a mixtapes or mixed CDs. However old you are, maybe mixed MP3 uh-huh. players or like, I don't know. I guess they got Spotify, Spotify playlist now. Yeah. This shit is lame. I mean, it's not that lame, but it's kind of lame. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So yeah. you're just like taking your own songs and being like, oh, they sound better this way. And you can fuck around with it like crazy once they're already published and stuff. Like you probably be doing it on Spotify. That's the age we're living in. And uh, it's a it's a brave new world, ain't it? Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um speaking of brave new worlds, I gotta say, like, I don't know, you you seem like you know a little bit about history. So uh why when I go to Toronto does it always look like I'm in the future? Like, uh, yeah, it's it's just because we're we're kind of <laughs> going through this thing where we're tearing, we're building up condos, uh, like Canadian real estate's in this strange spot where everyone's uh, using it for speculation. So people people basically buy houses not because they want to live in something, but because like they they view it as an asset class that they can make money off of. Oh yeah, um and. It's there's a lot. It's it's a complicated issue, right? Because we have like a lot of tax write-offs. Yeah. So if you sell a house at a huge profit, you don't, you know, you don't pay tax on on that profit like you would on other things. Okay. And so it's kind of created an environment where, uh, yeah, people approach housing like a like an investment rather than just just a place to live. And it, it causes we write a lot of songs. Like this we have a song called Outdoor Cat, that's uh, just about the cost of living now in Canada. And oh how yeah. Pretty soon, yeah, I'm going to be an outdoor cat. <laughs> oh shit! Um, like you're going to just be homeless yeah. or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. Yeah. That makes sense because outdoor cats are homeless. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or where, wherever so they want to go is their home. Like you the just future. become a squatter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah. yeah. That sounds like Dire Straits, but not like the band, because that band is tight. Uh, it sounds like a yeah, bummer, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's, that's interesting, though, uh, because what I meant by Toronto looking like the future <laughs> is that all the buildings are really tall and like lots of glass, and like they look like what you would see in a sci-fi movie or something. But then when you said yeah. like, oh yeah, it looks like the future because everything's getting gentrified and nobody's gonna be able to afford uh, rent soon, that is really like what the future looks like in a lot of places. Oh yeah, yeah. it's a dark future. Like clearly, it like, is. I mean, it's the darkest timeline. You know, we Donald are Trump's on the darkest been. timeline. I think the plague uh, is happening. Yeah. yeah. You ever <laughs> see a uh, year? There's like uh, this show Community, and they they, they do a whole. Thing on the darkest timeline that they're in, and uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. what we're in right now, and it's a bummer. I yeah. think somebody needs to. We need to start rolling more dice. Like uh, I don't know, people would say that I'm, I'm, I'm saying people should go out and like try to just like say fuck COVID and gamble with their lives. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like I don't know, do real gambling for money more, or like uh, you know. Rochambeauin for like uh you know who's gonna go get the pizza when the when the pizza guy comes to the door except nobody can gather anymore so that don't matter but I don't know we should like I don't know gamble on making decisions more because that could set us on track with a different timeline it's some wizard type shit that I don't fully understand but according to Marvel movies magic is just science that we don't understand yet. And I believe that to be true. So uh, anyway, uh, if you can, next time you're trying to make a decision, I say do like rock, paper, scissors, or like flip a coin or something like that. Uh, especially, you know, like the more the more important the decision, the better. Just, uh, you know, leave it up to chance because right now, I don't know. I think we've been concentrating too hard on making <laughs> the right decision and it's not getting us where we need to be right now uh dark timeline yeah. yeah absolutely just flip a coin see where it leads you that's right <laughs> i mean people need to do that more in general i think it's like enlightening a little bit or maybe it's endangering too because you could make some fucked up decisions doing it uh but you gotta like commit to it right like once you flip that coin uh -huh. whatever comes down in you're going for it um so yeah 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 Control's just an illusion anyways so just just embrace the chaos oh that's right chance. that's right control is an illusion that's very civil civil uh, philosophical philosophically yeah that's what that was named yeah. after right yeah all right yeah excellent so you're you're working in toronto do you have like a big exciting job or do you have like a shitty one that you like to write songs about because it's it's, a, uh, it's such a bummer. it's all right i do i do like computer stuff so i'm a programmer okay. most of the time yeah when i'm not you know me, playing guitar me too that's why uh things were going so well at the beginning of this podcast when i couldn't figure out how to make my uh microphone work on my computer because i'm such uh -huh. a great programmer yeah. i could have probably used you in the room at that point but because of covid and the fact that i live on the other side of the world it didn't happen yeah, I was curious about that. Why did you choose to? I mean, I don't really sense a German accent. Um, oh yeah, that's because I'm what, not what German. What made you choose to live out there? Uh, you know, they got real. It's it's like, uh, and I talked about this before. 
but it's basically like uh you break a law out here um first of all it's like the cops are so uh chill that you almost are less likely to like break laws like in america it's like you know you break a law you get shot mm-hmm. Mo- you know most likely that's right th- most likely um so yeah. here it's like you break a law and then they're gonna be like oh well i can't do a german accent without like really fucking it up or like just pissing people <laughs> off so i'm not even gonna try that uh-huh. but they're basically like hey yeah. you fucking asshole uh don't do that uh Oh, we're going to give you another chance to not do that. And I'm like, all right, I guess I just won't do that then. And they're like, good, get the fuck out of oh. here. And then you're like, oh, cool. Um, but yeah, they're, they're less likely to shoot you. And uh, their laws, like, it's weird because a lot of their laws are, like, harsher in some ways. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll fucking uh, fine you for jaywalking. Like, which means, you know, for, for all the kids out there jaywalking, you know, back in my day. You fucking get a ticket for jaywalking. I'm just kidding. I don't know if anybody ever got a chick- ticket for jaywalking, but uh, if they did, it was probably in like the early 1900s. Um, but yeah, basically that's like walking across the street where there's no crosswalk and no uh, lights or nothing. Um, so it's like you're just like leapfrogging uh, against traffic. And you know, they'll give you a ticket for that over here, but. Uh, they're so nice about it and like everybody kind of respects the rules so much that you 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 feel like you don't want to do it and uh that's part of the reason i came here you know it was like uh oh shit i can like i don't know that's the thing like everybody in our band we're all trying to be reformed as much as possible and it's really hard to do right now because we can't tour and that was a big part of like keeping this on the straight and narrow or at least the 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 narrow I don't I don't know if like uh-huh. tour life necessarily keeps us on a straight, but definitely the narrow and like uh, you know, not doing crimes and stuff. Uh that was going pretty good. Or at least getting away with crimes. Cause you know, you're in a different city every night and you can fucking like knock off a store here and be in a city over there and like jump state lines and the police can't chase you because you're in a different county or whatever. Yeah. Um but now that we can't do that, it's like, it's rough going. It's like, damn, a life of crime sounds pretty good right now. I could be out there, you know, first of all, I'd be breaking the law of quarantine. Second, I'd be breaking uh, laws of like uh, entering and, uh, you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's easier over here. That makes sense. Yeah. Just legal reasons. It's just, just a, you know, harder for you to go to jail in Germany, basically. That's right. It's like, uh, you know, when... Uh, I don't know if somebody's got a it's 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 like I came here to reform myself a little bit and uh, so far not yeah. so good but you know what we'll keep trying all right cool yeah um so unless you got anything else to bring up I got one more question for you um no I I have not, no further questions let's, let's right. go ahead with that final no. question all right uh crime stories do you got any uh, you know, I have the same boring ones as most people. I think my most interesting crimes are like the ones I didn't get caught for. Did, um, oh shit. So you can't really talk about them, huh? Well, is that going to be know, incriminating I, evidence? I've yet to cr- incriminalize, incriminize, criminal, incriminate. That's the word. Uh, anybody yeah. on his podcast, but you know, I'm always ready for the first. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, cause of my computer background, I did a lot of hacking in my, in my youth. 
I remember oh, like kind of in the school system, I kind of like they would have like kind of archaic old technology. So you'd oh, be able yeah. to figure out like a config file and get into get root access or get into the teachers kind of login. Yeah. See your grades or see the files. I didn't really do anything though. I, I never crossed that line. I just it was more about the journey of um, you know cracking the lock. Well, you never uh, did anything. What does that mean? You, I mean, you did enough I, I, by cracking a lock, right? Yeah, I didn't take anything or change anything. I guess you know, I didn't use my powers. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Now my my job is programming, so a lot of what I do is worry about a thirteen year old version of myself breaking things. And, and stopping him it's like it's like i'm in a time machine fight against my younger self which i'll inevitably lose <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah but that sounds like a tight movie you should probably yeah. work in hollywood with your ideas um yeah actually i think they made that movie already that was like that J- bruce willis movie jump yeah loop that's kind of yeah that's what i'm living oh that's yeah I'm living. well that sounds pretty tight actually it's like a combo movie actually because you, you, you're tying in hackers with Angelina Angelina, Angelina Goli, Joe Lee, and uh, Bruce yeah. Willis um, from The Looper. Classic movie. Fucking, let's get some more Bruce Willis in there and make it all happen at Nakatomi Plaza so you got Die Hard. So that's like three movies in one. That sounds like a tight movie to me. I'd be into it. Yeah, yeah I'd definitely go see that one. Hell yeah. Um, well, do you want to let the people know like where they can find you on the internet and everything, since that's the only way people can interact these days? Yeah. Uh, you can check us out, um, on Instagram at bare minimum band or Twitter at bare minimum band, or um, we're also on Facebook and YouTube, uh, just type the bare minimum in the search bar. Hell yeah. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks so much. Huge fan. Oh, thanks buddy. Um, I, by the way, I did, uh, well, I mentioned earlier, I was checking out your tunes. So yeah, I love it. And, uh, I hope you guys, uh, get out there once all this is over and, uh, get out on the road and play some fucking shows and, um, stoked to, yeah, hear, stoked to hear the new tunes for sure. Yeah. I can't wait to see you guys live again next time. When, whenever that is, whenever you get a chance to come over to Canada. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully soon. Hopefully, you know, I don't know what soon means these days, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. Intruder Green calling line is plus 1608-535-9608. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Rama, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting Squeak Lights, Huawei, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Tightrope. Defund the police. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, 